Hi, and welcome to Mindful, Beautiful, and Thriving, a podcast series by Tharaka Foundation focused on youth mental health. Before we begin today's episode, I just wanted to let you all know that all content that is found in our podcast is created for informational purposes only. This content is not intended to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, treatment, or therapy. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified health provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition, and never disregard professional medical advice or delay in seeking it because of something you have heard in this podcast. Thank you so much, and without further ado, let's get started. Hello everyone, welcome back to the Conflict Management Series. I'm your host, Poonam Nagpal, and I do have Tavrala on with me today. She is a licensed therapist working in this field for more than 22 years. And if you remember, we were talking about conflict due to academics. Um, yes, like there is tremendous pressure to excel in uh, academics, but sometimes failures do happen. And due to these failures, there could be conflicts in the family. But today I wanted to talk about what if your child is not performing good and he or she is getting D grade or maybe F? So how do we deal with that situation? Yes, conflict will happen, but how do we resolve these conflicts in a constructive manner? So Deborah, do you have any recommendation for such situation where child did not meet parent expectation and parent is really upset, and now there are conflicts in the family. I think it's important first to determine why there was a failure. There could be lots of reasons for that, and it's information. I look at it more as information rather than a failure. It's something's going on there, especially if the child was performing or teen was performing well before, then something's going on. Is there an underlying mental health issue? Perhaps they didn't understand what was going on in class. They missed something, especially in this online format, and they weren't comfortable speaking with the teacher. That's the first step is finding out what happened and what's going on and doing that in a supportive, non-judgmental way, which is tough as parents. Of course, you want your child or your teen to do the best that they possibly can and excel in academics, but there's a reason for that. So determining what that is and having an open dialogue is really important first step to figure out, you need to know what's going on. Yeah, it's really, as you said, you know, find out the root causes, especially child was doing very well in the previous class. And now maybe, you know, out of sudden, the child is overbooked, you know, like we were talking right. about the number of APs and uh, like uh, overscheduled. And sometimes I did observe like, you know, child doesn't have much interest in science. But now, because parent is an engineer and they have expectation from their child to maybe become an engineer, and they are telling science is really good for you. Now, whether child has interest or not having interest, like the child is now taking because parent is recommending. So that could be another scenario. So as right. you said, you know, finding out, you know, what is the root cause and and let's talk about a little more. How do we diagnose the issue? As you said, there are multiple things could have been happening. So what should parents do? As you said, like talk to the child. So at what time child may need 
external help, like, you know, maybe therapist or counselor. So there, are there any stages to diagnose uh, if there is any mental health issue going on with a child? If it can be before the grading period, so you know what's going on, so it's not a surprise when they get a D or an F. So you can, parents having a dialogue with the child, making sure, or teen, making sure that they're turning in the homework, that they understand the concepts in class, how they're progressing. I think there's, you get sort of incremental grades, if I'm understanding it correctly. So you kind of, parents can look online, especially now, and see how things are going. And if you notice a decline, in their grades, that's the time to have a conversation about what's going on and making a decision there. Because what I've also seen failures for uh, with teens, particularly the class is super boring. It's really easy for them. They have no interest in it, so they just don't do the work or they just don't pay attention in class. If they do, I've seen teens that they can finish their assignments, finish the work in five minutes. And my question is, okay, then why didn't you do that? So you're not failing. That's what parents are saying too, but then they're just bored. They're not stimulated. So in that sense, it's working with the child and with the school. Are there additional assignments? Are there extra things they could do? Is there another class that would be more appropriate? So that's one scenario. Another scenario is when there's a significant decline in grades, what's going on? Are they having conflicts with their peers? Is there any kind of bullying going on? Are they feeling too overwhelmed and too stressed out? And do they need to talk to someone? Is that a time that they need to get mental health help? Or is it something they can talk to their school counselor and talk about the classes they're taking? Maybe they're, as you mentioned, overbooked in their schedule and they're overwhelmed so they're not able to keep up with all of the work. So there are a number of factors, but it's important to keep sort of on top of it without micromanaging or being, uh, as I say, a helicopter parent so that the team doesn't feel like they have some autonomy, but having that open dialogue and conversation about how they're doing. And if they say, I'm overwhelmed, or I'm feeling really stressed, or I'm too tired, or apathetic, those are all sort of keywords that parents need to pay attention to that there might be something going on, like depression or anxiety. That's important. It's important to keep track of how they're sleeping. If you notice eating habits change, those are all signals that something underlying might be going on. But the most important part is, as we've talked about through this whole series, is communication. So having good communication and a supportive understanding way, because the first response is, what? What are you doing? Why did you get a D? You're a good student. And that typically doesn't go over very well, and the teens retreat even more into themselves. But just saying, like, hey, this is, you're not sort of meeting your expectations. Can you tell me what's going on? And what I've heard from teens is that even excellent students that are in AP classes, very difficult classes, they maybe miss a few concepts, and then it, it gets compounded, and so then they find themselves maybe a month or six weeks behind, and they're getting a poor grade in a class that they could typically get an A in very easily. So early intervention is really important when you start to notice that decline. So keeping that open dialogue, having good communication is really important. Yes, Deborah, I fully agree with you. I think communication is the key here. And I do ch tell my child, like, you know, if you don't tell me, I can't help. I'm not a mind reader. Right. So you need to open up, you need to share how you feel, then only I can provide help. As I said, you know, sometimes I did not do well, and now, you know, over the time, I'm also learning. But let me tell you one situation, you know, sometimes kids, they take 
failure to their heart. They're very critical yeah. on themselves. Um, it's like parent putting pressure is one thing, but child personality also could be, you know, like if a perfectionist, like if I am not getting A, I'm not good enough. So what is your recommendation to parents dealing with such child, like who is already so critical to his own performance? Um, so what should parents do? do? Should they put more perform, uh, pressure to perform or should they, you know, rather calm that child down and tell them not to be critical? So how do we deal with that situation? Well, oftentimes what I see when it, my experience is when that sort of internal pressure and being really critical and harsh with themselves, it's already reached a really significant level and that's perhaps where they need some outside help from therapy to support them with that. So I wouldn't recommend applying additional pressure. I would talk with them and provide support as a first measure and see if that works and encourage them again, as we talked about in our previous podcast, to enjoy other things and find success in other things in their life, whatever that might be, that makes them happy, makes them feel good about themselves and stressing to them that an A is not a measure of who you are as a person. That doesn't define you. Your grades don't define you. We want to look at you as the whole person who you are. But if that pattern continues, even having that dialogue, that's where they need to get professional help to help them put it in perspective because teens can often get a really distorted perspective and that's the only measure of success or measure of who they are as a person is whether or not they get an A or they get the best grade in the class or that they're overperforming. At that point, they need some professional help and guidance to learn how to cope with those feelings, how to cultivate other qualities that they have beyond their academic success. Yes, Deborah, so, you know, I did hear about the growth mindset. So, I, unfortunately, our society is measuring our kids' performance, looking at their grades. So yeah. when I learned about the concept of growth mindset, you know, it's important to learn. If you are not doing well today, that's okay. Maybe tomorrow you will get that concept and you right. can learn and you can you can be a late bloomer also. It's not like if you're not doing well in high school, you will not do well in your whole life, right? Maybe that environment right. in the school or the environment at the home is not the right environment for you to excel. So my child is laughing at me when I tell him, like, you know, don't worry about the grade. As long as you are learning, that's what is more important. So he was saying, like, other parents, they tell about the grade and you're telling about the growth mindset. So do educate us. Um, what is the difference between that fixed mindset and growth mindset? So can you help me understand a little bit more what you mean by growth mindset and what you listen to? I haven't heard it described that way. So if you can help me understand, then I can respond better to that. Right. So as you were saying, you know, we measure our child's success with the grade. Um, and then we are very harsh on a child if, like, child is not getting A grade, right, or B. So we think um, child is not good enough, and that's what child also registers in his mind or her mind, thinking I'm not good enough. Um, so there is a labeling sort of thing. So instead of that, saying like, today you did not learn, but tomorrow, if you put effort, if you have the right mindset, 
you have that interest in learning, you can achieve. I mean, like grades are just the outcome, right, of uh, right. your performance, but the process of learning is also important. Yes. So that's what I learned when I was telling you I attended that, even I watched that race to nowhere. I attended few uh, sessions uh, which were given at my child school. So I that got registered to me very well. Like, you know, it's not about the grade. It's about the learning. And we yes. need to develop that love of learning for rest of our life. It's not like when I'm in school, I need to learn. Right. As an adult also, I there is so much happening around the world. I need to be curious that the curiosity needs to be there, that learner right. mindset needs to be there. So that's what I'm trying to do for my children, telling them grades are important, but the process of learning is important, that enjoyment is important, that curiosity right. is important. It's not just grade, grade, grade. Right. That's a, a, it's a, especially here in Silicon Valley, that's a difficult sell and a difficult message, right? Because there's so much pressure for teens to perform academically, and oftentimes they are not curious about learning, so cultivating that. And may, again, that starts early, cultivating a desire to learn for the sake of learning and wanting to grow and being curious. As you mentioned, it's not just about the outcome, which school is super focused and not to minimize that, that is important, but it is important to also learn about what's going on and, and then ask the team, what are you interested in? And have them sort of learn about that in a way that doesn't make it additional homework, additional pressure, but just learn. There's no outcome. The outcome is just learning more information and getting, you know, learning for the love of learning and, and being curious, as you said, about the world. It's cultivating that and teaching teens about that is something that's also really important. I agree with you. And as you said, you know, it's not easy when there is so much peer pressure. Yes. In this race, they are talking about grades, their college, uh, they are looking at grades. Right? So I think, uh, and you know, somewhere I felt my conditioning as a parent, you know, yes, I grew up in an environment where science and when there is so much peer pressure, yes. as in this race, they are talking about grades, your college, uh, they are looking at grades. Right. So I think, uh, and you know, somewhere I felt my conditioning as a parent, you know, yes, I grew up in an environment where science and math was very important. Um, and maybe that's the reason in that society I did choose that path. But my child is a different uh, person, right? He may or he may not have that interest. So I had to change my mindset, to be honest. Like, yes, I was also one of those parents, like, you know, grades, grades, grades. But I learned, as I shared, you know, grades are important, but that whole child experience, that, you know, wellness of the well-being of the child is also equally important. Yes. And I think it's tough for parents, too, because what I've heard from parents, especially if uh, they have friends that are in the school community, there is so much competition that parents sometimes have difficulty when they're talking with other parents, there's that comparison with their uh, fellow parents at the school. So that makes it hard too. So then there's pressure on the parents. They want their child to be performing at the same level of another child. So that's really good that you were able to self-reflect and 
do some learning yourself and education about that because I've noticed that too. Parents oftentimes express shame or embarrassment if their child is not doing as well as other children. And recognizing, as you said, each child is different. Each child's ability is different. I know grade, grades are only one measure, but it's really tough for parents too. It's, it's not easy. I hear that quite a lot because they are comparing to other students. And it's super frustrating also for parents when they know a child can really succeed and the child is not. So again, that's back to what is the reason for that and understanding that and supporting the child towards success without putting pressure, which is a very delicate balance. How do you do that? And that's oftentimes where parents need parent coaching or some therapy themselves to work through some of those issues and get some guidance on that. That's a really helpful. Yes, Deborah, and I'm laughing here, smiling, uh, you know, like bragging rights. That's what I yes. like. Yes, I won't have bragging rights. It's <laughs> absolutely fine. And, you know, parents do put that sticker on their bumper, right? So honor child right. and this and that. Right. I say, you know, I do not need to be in this race. Um, I do know in the corporate also, you know, there is a race going on and then also there is race going on what right. is going on in the world right which race are we running what are we trying to achieve so right. having that as you said communication that trust yes my child will perform to their best ability so i think it was wonderful conversation what we had uh, today so we will definitely talk more in our upcoming series where we need to help as a society, right? Like we talked about parenting, little bit about school, the whole child experience, right? It takes a village to raise yes. that happy, healthy child. So I'm very grateful to you for sharing all your insights. And I'm sure parents are tremendously benefited from this conversation. Thank you very much for joining us today. You're welcome. It's my pleasure. Thank you for listening to Mindful, Beautiful and Thriving, a podcast series by Tarika Foundation focused on youth mental health. If you like our podcast, please subscribe and share it with your friends. Stay safe and healthy. Till next time.